Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me on today's show. We will be discussing the testimony of William Barr. We will also discuss the discussion Donald Trump had with an Axios reporter about the Russia story. Also, we will talk about the demon semen nutball of a doctor Donald Trump tweeted out about the coronavirus. And we will also talk about Joe Biden and his vice presidential pick. All that and more on today's episode of Run's House. Let's get it started. So I've been doing these podcasts for a while now, and when you start to do it, you start to think to yourself, well, gosh, what am I going to talk about? You know, will I have enough material to speak on? Is there going to be enough to... And I do this twice a week. So again, I wonder if there's enough material. I'll tell you what, this administration, as I've said before, makes this very easy. There's almost too much to talk about anymore, but... We'll start with what happened in the beginning of the week, and I was going to spend more time on it, but then I just decided that I'm really not going to spend a lot of time on it, and that was the testimony of Attorney General William Barr in front of the House Judiciary Committee on Tuesday. The hearing was contentious at times, and it covered a range of matters involving the Justice Department. Uh, the treatment of cases involving two of President Trump's associates, the federal response to protests in Washington, D.C. and Portland, and election integrity and vote by mail in, in the November election. And there was some good back and forth here and there, a few, but for the most part, I'm, I'm starting to wonder why we even have these testimonies, especially with somebody from William Barr. William Barr sat in his chair, very cocky, with a, why are you even calling me here? I'm bored. You're boring me. You're wasting my time. You're wasting your time. Attitude. And I guess it's good to expose this. And I know whenever somebody like William Barr takes over, in normal circumstances, this definitely would be a big deal. But there is just so much going on that this is really kind of just a side act anymore. And quite frankly, the Democrats don't need to call anybody to the House. They don't need to call anybody to the Senate for the rest of the time leading up to this election. Just stay the course. Keep doing what you're doing because right now you're in the lead. William Barr had no intentions on answering any of those questions when he sat there. You could see him with his palm on the side of his face just sitting there like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys actually think you're going to get some sort of answers out of me. And I'm here because I guess I have to be. So hurry up your stupid questions and let's move on. I just think that anything at this point could look like the Democrats are just going after people in what the right-wing media will call a witch hunt. Now, we all know it's not a witch hunt. We all know that these kinds of questions need to be asked. But right now, we only have three months left. We have less than 100 days until this election. So let's get to the election and let's vote 
all of these people out. If for some reason Donald Trump wins again, then do all the hearings that you want to. But believe it or not, we have bigger fish to fry right now. Speaking of bigger fish to fry, I brought this up last week and I'm asked what is going on with this Russian bounty story. Will somebody finally ask this idiot what's going on? Well, Jonathan Swan, who is the reporter for Axios TV, uh, I think they do an interview show on HBO and he was interviewing Donald Trump and he finally brought this subject up to the president and he asked him if he had discussed this story with Vladimir Putin in the seven times he has spoken to him since March. And Donald Trump starts off the answer with, well, you know, many people say it's fake news. And went on basically to say, no, I didn't mention it to him at all. I didn't want to bother Vladdy Daddy with that nonsense. I mean, some people are saying it's fake news. I don't care what my generals say. I don't care what my intelligence say. I mean, haven't we been through this before? Haven't I already told you that Vladimir Putin does not interfere with us at all? What are you guys not getting? Leave him alone. He's like that kid in the Britney Spears video crying, leave Britney alone. Do you remember that ridiculous thing? That's what that's what Donald Trump is with like with Vladimir Putin. He's so offended when anybody brings Vladimir Putin up to him. I, it's not even bizarre anymore. It's concerning. As an American, it's got to be infuriating. As a an American soldier or an American serviceman or woman, it has got to make your blood boil. You have got to be going crazy when you hear this. He continued to ask him about the fact that Russia supplies weapons to the Taliban. His response was, well, you know, we supplied weapons to the Taliban when they were fighting Russia. So he was making an excuse for Vladimir Putin and Russia for supplying weapons to the Taliban for something that was done, first of all, back in 1979. But that's his answer. His answer is to say, well, we did it. Why can't he do it? Swan goes on to ask him, you surely have heard this, right? And Donald Trump looked like a deer in the headlights. He's like, um, so what do you mean that the Taliban was paying for this or and he was like, no, that Russia is supplying weapons. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard it. I heard it. it just it just never came across my desk. I, I just I don't know what to say anymore. And I'm, this is what I'm supposed to. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to know what to say. This guy gives you all kinds of things to say, but he leaves you speechless at the same time. Is there any clip, one clip of Donald Trump saying anything negative about Russia or Vladimir Putin. Just find me one. Is there one thing? Because clearly they interfered in our 2016 election, and clearly they're trying to do it again. But Donald Trump is obviously going to do nothing to stop it because he knows it's going to benefit him again. But this is getting ridiculous. I want to know where all these American patriots are and their anger behind this. Where are the pro soldiers and pro-military people who are saying this is unacceptable, your answers are unacceptable, and we're no longer going to tolerate this kind of response to something this serious. 
nowhere to be found. Well, there are uh, there are some. I should take that back. There's not a complete silence about this, thankfully. There are some people on both sides who are very, very upset about this. And hopefully we dig more and more into this to find out because... This is not an election issue for me. It's beyond that. The election, I already know I want Donald Trump out of there regardless of this Russian story. But whether Donald Trump wins or loses, this needs to be followed up on and we need to find out exactly what is going on and if something actually did happen. Because if it did and Donald Trump did nothing about it, for anybody to have any kind of pride in this moron as your president, then you're not American. You're just you're you're a phony American. You're that guy who pounds his chest and says, I love America and has bald eagles on the back of your stupid truck and you wear the USA hat and you do all that pride stuff, but you don't really love America if you don't look at this and go, I want answers. But to ignore this or to act like it's as Donald Trump calls fake news is un-American, period. Ugh, so irritating. I mean, it really, really is. And in more irritating Donald Trump news, Barack Obama implemented a rule meant to combat segregation and discrimination in the housing market. And, of course, Donald Trump had to roll that back. And not only roll it back, but he had to send out possibly the most racist tweet, or it's up there, with some of the other racist tweets that he had, stating, All of the people living in their suburban lifestyle dream that you will no longer be bothered or financially hurt by having low-income housing built in your neighborhood. Who tweets something like that? I mean, this much less the president of the United States. And when you see something like this, these are the kinds of things that you sometimes have to question whether or not you can associate yourself anymore with somebody who likes this guy. And I know a lot of people have had that issue. A lot of people have had to try to come to terms with whether or not this is a person I want to associate with anymore. I mean, it's just it's just nasty. It's just nastiness. And people cheering this and people saying how awesome that is, it's just ridiculous. Let's say that you're just racist enough to believe that that's true and you actually to actually come out and just say it in a tweet and to be the president of the United States to do it. It's just disgusting. It's just disgusting. Let's stay on the topic of disgusting tweets. Well, this was more of a disgusting retweet from the President of the United States. Have you guys yet heard of Stella Emanuel? Dr. Stella Emanuel? Well, Donald Trump tweeted out Dr. Stella Emanuel the other day. Dr. Stella says that there is a cure for COVID and it's hydroxychloroquine and that uh, you don't need to wear a mask. And Donald Trump tweeted this out. Twitter took down the tweet because it was filled with they deemed and pretty much anybody with a brain deemed filled with misinformation. A pandemic affecting millions of Americans, killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. And Donald Trump is tweeting out misinformation about said pandemic. The president of the United States 
is telling people of this country that it's possible you don't need to wear a mask and hydroxychloroquine will cure the coronavirus when it has been said numerous times that that is just not the case. How is this guy the president of the United States? How are people still voting for this idiot? Who is voting for this guy? I I know exactly who's voting for this guy. It's the people who believe professional wrestling is real. And I'm not even talking about today's professional wrestling. I think professional wrestling has come out and has already said we're an entertainment business and we do script the matches. So pretty much everybody knows that now. I'm talking about the 1970s wrestling crowd. You know the ones that you see when you watch old wrestling matches, the old lady in the front with her cane and she swings at some of these wrestlers and you see these people in the crowd red-faced angry at one guy because he fake beat up his favorite professional wrestler. Meanwhile, those two went out and had beers together later. Those are the people who vote for Donald Trump, who believe the 70s wrestling crowd, who believe that the matches and the people doing this were actually real and actually happening. They believed it was okay to come into the ring with a sledgehammer and bash somebody over the head. They thought that that was, they thought that that was real. And in the confines of a professional wrestling ring, that that is legal. But anyway, Caitlin Collins of CNN started asking him about this tweet and this doctor. I like Caitlin Collins. She likes to, she seems to like to get under Donald Trump's skin. She seems to enjoy it. I mean, I'm not speaking for her, and she is a professional journalist, but something tells me she likes getting under his skin because she does. But anyway, she continued to ask about Stella Emanuel. Dr. Stella Emanuel. I don't know why I keep calling her doctor because when you hear about Miss Emanuel, you're going to understand why. Trump says, you know, I, I don't know where she comes from. You know, she thought she had an important voice, but doesn't know much about her. But he's also very impressed by her. I mean, the double speak or triple speak or whatever it is that this guy does when he talks about something. When he just doesn't know what to say, he just spews out anything. I know her, but I don't know her. She has an important voice, but I know nothing about her. That's something you want in a leader. Just to, yeah, I don't know anything about her, but she sounds like she has an important voice. So, you know what? Let's tweet out that she doesn't think masks work and that there already is a cure for the coronavirus. Let's go ahead and tweet that out. Why not? Just see what happens. Roll the dice. So Donald Trump may not have known anything about her, but we did find out a few things about her. Oh, but actually, before I get to that, in that very same press conference where Caitlin Collins pretty much ran him off, she was asking some questions. He didn't like it, so he just stopped. He's like, okay, guys, that's it. I'm out. But during that very same press conference, he was brought up Dr. Fauci, and he that he's still close with Dr. Fauci, that he likes Dr. Fauci, and Dr. Fauci is doing all this good work. But Dr. Fauci's approval ratings are high, but my approval ratings are low. So I don't understand why if his is high and he works for us, why mine's so low? Why do people like him and, quote, nobody likes me? The president of the United States stands before the world and says, why doesn't anybody like me? 
I mean, this is just beyond pathetic. It is so sad. I just, if this were a movie, and literally you you sat throughout the entire movie and you got up, you'd walk out and say, whoever wrote this script is on crack. That was the worst movie I have ever seen. The story was so ridiculous. You're going to tell me that a president of the United States is going to ignore doctors during a pandemic. He's going to get rid of the CDC. He's going to make racist comments. He's going to make sexist comments. He's going to stand in front of the world and side with our enemies. And he's also going to stand in front of the world and ask why nobody likes him. And he's the president of the United States. Get out of here. This is awful. But somehow this movie has a fan base. But we just, there better not be a sequel. That's all I've got to say. There better not be a sequel to this horrific movie. But let's get back to Dr. Stella Emanuel. Not only did she say that there was a cure for COVID-19, which was hydroxychloroquine, the drug that Donald Trump has been pushing. She also said that doctors make medicine using DNA from aliens and that they're also trying to create a vaccine That will make you immune from being religious. That is what the self-proclaimed God's battle axe and weapon of war said. That doctors are coming up with a vaccine. Forget about COVID because we've already got that figured out. We're trying to figure out this vaccine so people won't be religious. And that is the doctor that Donald Trump said, looks, you know, she's got an important voice. Let's hear her out. Now, I've said before, I'm not a very religious guy, and I don't really, I don't rail on people's religion. I think it's, like I said, if you really truly believe in it, and it's something that makes you a better person, I'm all for it. But man, when you are extremely religious, you're kooky. It's, sometimes it gets over the top nutty. I mean, this lady says that doctors are making a vaccine to get rid of people's religion. She also goes on to say that many women suffer from astral sex, which is the ability to project one's spirit man into the victim's body and have intercourse with it. I don't know if we need to know much more about Dr. Stella and how nutty and crazy she is, because that's what she is. She's nutty and crazy, and she's got an ally in somebody that's nutty and crazy. It just makes perfect sense in This world that absolutely makes no sense at all anymore. And I think the only way we're going to be able to kind of turn this boat around into making sense again is by electing Joe Biden or anybody else pretty much on this planet that you can elect to be president of the United States. It's not going to be perfect when Joe Biden's elected, only because Donald Trump has left a stank on this country that unfortunately many are going to try to emulate. Now, hopefully he gets beaten in a way to where those people cannot find their way in office. My biggest fear is there are going to be many Donald Trump-like people, but they're going to be much smarter than him. And when you combine the smart and the evil, that's where it could get really dangerous. It's already as dangerous as it can be. But Donald Trump is just so dumb. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say it, 
you know, because I, I like to say that he's dumb, although I kind of do, but he's just so dumb that there's so many things he doesn't get that if he kind of did things a little bit differently, he would be able to sucker more people into believing that he was a good president. But luckily, because he's done so many things wrong in his four years and the way he has, if you want to call it, defend it, has been so horrific and so bad that made some people who voted for him even scratch their heads and go, what the hell is this guy talking about? And what did I do? Why did I do this? I mean, did I hate Hillary Clinton that much? Was she really that terrible? Anyway, forget about Hillary Clinton. I mean, again, we missed the boat on that one. I've said it once. I've said it all, say it a million times. But we have less than three months, and it appears as if Joe Biden will be picking his vice president. And it may be before I do my next podcast. But uh, he says he's going to do it next week. And all signs are pointing towards Kamala Harris. Apparently, there was a notepad that Joe Biden had in his hand with notes scribbled about Kamala Harris, notes that said uh, that he campaigned, that she campaigned with me and Jill, that she's talented, she's great help to the campaign. He has great respect for her. And more importantly, he had a note on there about her that says, do not hold grudges, which obviously is a reference to the little spat that they had during their um, debates. And I do believe we're probably going to see Kamala Harris, which I'm a fan of. I do like her a lot. I do like her as the pick. Elizabeth Warren, I think, also would have been a great pick for him. Still not out of the realm of possibilities. But at the end of the day... For the most part, the vice president does not make that big of a difference. I think in this election, it can make a little bit of a difference because there is a lot of speculation that Joe Biden may not be able to serve an entire four years because of his age. So obviously, they're going to need to bring somebody in there that is going to be ready on day one. And I believe any of those people that we just named for the most part, I think Kamala Harris, I think uh, Elizabeth Warren would definitely be ready to run the country from day one. So both those picks are good. I'd like to see either one of them, and I do believe we're probably going to see Kamala Harris as the pick for vice president. And as I said, I'm fine with that. That is uh, good with me. So as always, I want to thank everybody for downloading the show. If you can, please subscribe to the show and rate and review it. It always helps me. I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. I hope you're staying safe. And we will be back again on Monday. I will talk to you then. <laughs>